I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, a whole another episode this week, episode 11, and uh, Happy New Year. And we're going to kick things off right in 2021, but our college football teams did not kick things off right in 2021. Sam, the big highlight of the week, I guess, for you as a sports fan, just tell us what happened in that Clemson game. Well, I think the main thing is, is we just came out flat in the second quarter. And Ohio State took advantage of that, and they never slowed down. And so, in the end, they had the advantage, and they won the game. Uh, yeah, Ohio State outscored Clemson 21-0 in that third quarter. Uh, some stats from that game. Justin Fields had threw six touchdowns uh, for 385 passing yards. And if you go onto the UNC side of things, uh, they obviously had a 41-27 loss in the Orange Bowl to Texas A&M. I mean, considering the players that we lost, Michael Carter and Javante Williams, yeah. um, and uh, Deami Brown and Chesserat, there was just so many great players from our team missing. And to put up that kind of fight, you know, with the game tied, with I think about like five minutes left, was just kind of unbelievable. But... Ultimately, mm-hmm. we lost in the end. Kind of an unlikely story. Um, the best, the running back for uh, Texas A&M, Isaiah Spiller, got injured, and his replacement—I uh, don't know what his first name is—A Chain came in and just burst out a uh, 76-yard run, and that ultimately ended it for us. But um, mm-hmm. you know, a great season, and I think a step in the right direction. Obviously, we'll get one year uh, with Sam Howell uh, next year. But, I mean, to get to the Orange Bowl and get to a New Year's Six Bowl for the first time in, um, I think, almost 70 years is just pretty incredible. Yeah. But we uh, look ahead to the big event uh, for college football besides the National Championship game, which is tonight, the Heisman Trophy Ceremony. Uh, Sam, we just looked at the four candidates, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Devonta Smith, and Kyle Trask. Who do you think will win the Heisman Trophy? I think it's going to be Devontae Smith, just because if you look at the stats, I don't know that there's ever been a receiver put up that those insane stats. I mean, 17 receiving touchdowns, that's insane. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I do think it's going to be Devonta Smith, just because, I mean, you look at he, what the percentage of yeah. uh, receiving yards he compared to like Mac Jones and to be that had that big of an impact on the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit unbelievable. Um, obviously 1500 yards, 70 receiving touchdowns and 98 receptions. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, he was putting together an incredible season, obviously got slowed down uh, by the COVID. And I mean, I think if he had gone in, and really just dominated that Notre Dame game, I think you'd have a chance. Yeah. But, I mean, now I think with this performance in the uh, Sugar Bowl, there's just no way that he's going to win. Although, but that's going to do it for our culture balls. 
Oh, voting what? did voting did take place before the playoffs. So that is true. Um, well, yeah, that is going to be it for our college football segment. Coming up next, we'll give you a sneak peek into the NFL playoffs. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, our NFL segment. Um, one of our last ones, obviously, the last game for the Panthers this year. They finished the season at 5-11 and uh, with a 33-7 loss to the Saints. Even though this game feels meaningless and we only lost it to improve our draft position, we'll be drafting eight this year. I think it was very important because Teddy Bridgewater got benched at the end of the game and he was put in for P.J. Walker. I think there's a big step in showing me. A lot of people said it in our Christmas special, if you remember, that Teddy Bridgewater was not sustainable as a franchise quarterback. And I think this proves it, that what that's what Matt Rule believes because Teddy Bridgewater is benched. And I do believe somebody like Justin Fields or Kyle Trask will likely be drafted by the Panthers. So, Sam, what was going on with the Steelers this week? Well, obviously we lost to the Browns in a close one, but I'm glad it's a, I mean it's a good loss. It doesn't change much because it was either we win and then we stay the 3 seed or we lose and we stay the 3 seed. So, I think it's a good loss and especially because we had the backup QB in Mason Rudolph. So I think it's a good loss. So I'm not disappointed. All right. And uh, usually we'll be tuning up to our NFC East game, but that is over now. As Sam, you are the winner with the Washington football team yep. coming in and winning the division at 7-9. and nine. But it did not come without a bit of controversy. If you remember in the Philadelphia game, Philadelphia benched Jalen Hurts at the start of the fourth quarter, even though they were only down three points. Mm-hmm. And uh, – this upset a lot of people, yeah. and I mean, I respect the decision. I mean, it is not the Eagles' responsibility to play every game. We will see if they're going to get fined for that, but I don't really think they should be. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think if you're a Giants fan, you have the right to be upset, but I don't think it was anything that's like wrongdoing or tampering or anything like that. But we look ahead to the playoffs, and due to the seven uh, – teams in each conference playoff format. We have triple headers both days on uh, Wild Card Weekend, and we're going to try to predict every playoff game this year, and whoever pr- predicts more playoff games will be the winner. So the first game uh, for the Wild Card slate is Colts at Bills. Sam, who do you have? I got to go with the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen is insane. Yeah, I mean, I got to go with the Bills as well. I mean, just a great performance this season from Josh Allen. He has lit it up uh, with Stephon Diggs. And, I mean, I look I look to them to keep rolling against the Colts team. That's a little bit – struggling a little bit on offense. And now we turn to a NFC West showdown. Rams at Seahawks. Sam, who do you have? I'm going to go out on a limb and go with the Rams just because of their dominant defense. Because and the Seahawks have not been playing great as of recent, so I'm gonna have to go with the Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna have to contradict you there. I mean, I think the Seahawks are just gonna win this game. 
you see the playoff experience that Russell Wilson brings to the table. I mean, DK Metcalf played incredible this year. Their defense is a little bit lacking, uh, which obviously is important. People always say defense wins championships. But I think that the playoff experience of Russell Wilson and the dominant play of DK Metcalf are going to take them over the top. I think they will be advancing. It's the next game, a little bit of a uh, weird game, obviously, with the Bucks playing a 7-9 Washington team. Sam, who do you have? Um, I really want to say Washington, but it's just not going to happen. I'm, I got to go with the Buccaneers. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, Tom Brady with a lot of playoff experience, and Washington in the past two games have just not had any kind of offense. And just with, I mean, the way that the Buccaneers, they have a lot of weapons on offense that have obviously been brought in. Um, but I look for the uh, Buccaneers to win that game. And uh, we move to the Sunday games. Uh, first up, Ravens at Titans. Sam, who do you have? I got to go with the Titans. The Ravens are kind of not as good as they were last year. Yeah, I got to go with the Titans as well. I mean, Derrick Henry just had an unbelievable season this year, and we saw mm-hmm. last year in the playoffs, especially in that Patriots game where he just took over. And in a you know in the NFL, you know, one game playoffs, everything's on the line when you go home. I mean, he's just so consistent and reliable. I just don't think the Ravens have enough to stop him. All right, uh, an intriguing game uh, with a former Tar Heel, Mitch Trubisky, playing Bears at Saints. Sam, who do you have? Saints. It's got to be. Yeah, same here. I mean, the Saints, they, I mean, they played incredible this season. Had a few hiccups along the road, uh, losing the Eagles and the Chiefs uh, in pretty recent uh, times. But I think this should be a pretty easy game for them to win. The Bears kind of limped in the playoffs at 8-8, eight and, eight, and uh, yeah. I just don't see the Bears having any chance to beat the Saints. In the last game, a rematch of last week, Browns at Steelers. Sam, who do you have? I have to go with the Steelers just because of last week. We were so close to beating them, and we had Mason Rudolph in. And so at full strength, we're going to beat the Browns. I'm going to have to contradict you here. i got to go with the Browns. Uh, I think that they were a little banged up from uh, COVID uh, last week. And even though – they got to the playoffs, you know, the first time in, I think, 18 years. They still have a lot to prove mm-hmm. along with Baker Mayfield. And I think this, they're going to get the upset win. I mean, the Steelers have been a little inconsistent. We saw they went on that uh, three-game losing streak. Uh, but that's going to be it for NFL segment. Uh, so tune in to those uh, NFL games this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. And coming up next, we're going to give you a breakdown for college basketball. All right, welcome back to Corden and Lowry. And things he did up for the Tar Heels this week in college basketball. They improved to 6-4, and four, uh, one and 1-2 in ACC play. But they did open the week with a loss uh, to Georgia Tech, 72-67. Uh, the Heels shot 45% from the field against Georgia Tech, which may seem you know average for a college team. But when you realize how many inside shots the Tar Heels take, that's not very good. Uh, but we looked at a great, exciting game uh, on uh, I think it was Saturday, which I have written down. Uh, uh, the Tar Heels won 66-65 against Notre Dame. Leaky Black with the game winner 
just an incredible game. Uh, Notre Dame was making everything at one point, and the Keels kind of came back and won it. Uh, Dayron Shop, the first Tar Heel this year to score 20 points, which blew me away when I heard that stat for the first time. Mm-hmm. He had 25 points and nine rebounds against Notre Dame. And uh, next week for the Heels tonight, they will be playing in Miami in a huge game against number 19 Clemson on Saturday. So Sam, or some other notable ACC games this week? So Clemson just barely beat Miami by one. Then Clemson also upset number 18 Florida State by 10, 77-67 on Tuesday. Number 24 Virginia Tech won a nail-biter against Miami, 80-78 to on Tuesday. And here are some other ranked teams in the ACC. So number 25, you have 5-2 and two Florida State. At 22, you have Virginia, 5-2. and 3-2 and two Duke at 21. Clemson, who's on a roll at number 19. And Virginia, also at number 19, and they're tied for votes. All right, uh, yeah, and the big debate question for the week is, Sam, you got affiliations with Clemson and UNC. Yeah. Your whole basketball, college basketball status, that's a debate for that deserves a whole episode. But I got to ask you, do you think Clemson is the real deal in the ACC this year? Um, maybe not the real deal, but we're certainly up there. But I think the real deal is North Carolina State. They have an insanely well-rounded team. And I look to them to do some damage in the ACC tournament and later in the season. Yeah, obviously, uh, with such an experienced coach, uh, that matters a lot in the ACC with uh, guys like Jim Belheim, uh, Mike Krzyzewski, and Roy Williams. But um, NC State at 6-1 and one, not being ranked, uh, does that come as a surprise to you? Yeah, because... They seem to dominate all of their opponents with, I mean, just one loss to St. Louis, who is a top 25 team. I think that it is kind of fraudulent that we don't see them in the top 25. Yeah, um, I really think that Clemson, they can do a lot of damage this year in the ACC tournament. I mean, as you said, they're on a roll. Um, Only one loss. It was an ACC play. We'll point that out, but I think a huge game for them is going to be this Saturday against the Tar Heels. Uh, the Tar Heels, um, while they may not be very good this year, they are a lot better than last year in the fact that they're consistent. You know, they don't shoot very well from three, but they're always going. To, those bigs are always going to get their rebounds and their points, and I think that could hurt a team like Clemson, who hasn't necessarily, you know, had that experience uh, of being on top for a long time. But uh, lots to come this week in the ACC, so make sure to check that out. I think that game is uh, 7.30 on ESPN. And that's going to do it for our college basketball segment. Coming up next, we're going to give you a breakdown for the NBA this week. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, our NBA segment. And the Hornets this week went 1-3. and three. Um, They're now 2-5 and five overall with uh, losses to the Grizzlies and the 76ers twice. But I think the highlight of the week was a huge win against the Mavericks, 118-99. I mean, just completely shut down Luka Doncic, and he really gave me a lot of hope 
uh, for what this team can do in the future. Uh, but just not consistent enough shooting the ball yet. Uh, so I think that, you know, maybe inserting guys like uh, younger guys like Miles Bridges and Lamella Ball and giving them a little bit more playing time to really up the pace and try to get easy points. I think we go a long way. Just the starting lineup right now cannot score at a consistent enough clip. Next week, the Hornets will play Atlanta on Wednesday and Saturday. New Orleans on Friday at 730. Uh, that is their only national TV game uh, for the first uh, three months of the season. And they will play the New York Knicks on Monday. Uh, Sam, who is our player of the week this week? Right now, the player of the week for the Hornets is LaMelo Ball, averaging 12 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists for the season off the bench, including 22 in the Hornets' domination over the Magic. However, he is only getting 22 minutes per game. Yeah, I do want to mention that I do, did set that up, so that might not be Sam's full opinion. But um, oh. an interesting uh, – I don't know. There's a lot of – speculation i if you don't if you don't have the bleach report app they this is like this community function where people just it's almost like just twitter people just talking about it and people are just crying for lamella to get more minutes because we drafted him at number three but um he definitely improved a pretty significant clip this week so we'll see what he does i mean he's got four more games next week so we'll see how he does um yeah Right now, our top dogs, uh, a segment we're going to be doing where we give you the top four teams in each conference and the leaders in points, rebounds, and assists around the association. So in the East, the 76ers starting out strong at 6-1. and one. The Magic are 5-2. and two. The Pacers are also 5-2, and two, and the Celtics are 5-3. and three. So, Sam, what's going on out West? So we have a three-way tie for the first in the West with the Clippers, Suns, and Lakers all at 5-2. and two. And then the Jazz coming in four, or fourth, I guess, at four and two. So, yeah, and James Harden, even though he uh, has put on a little poundage and uh, is skipping training camp because he does not want to be in Houston, is leading the NBA in points right now at thirty-three points per game. So, Sam, who's leading the league in rebounds? Andre Drummond right now is leading the league in rebounds at fourteen point one per game. And Nikola Jokic uh, of the Denver Nuggets, I'll remind you, he's a center, is leading the league in assists at 12.8. And so our big debate question of the week, if you did not see it, Stephen Curry scored 62 points in a win against the Portland Trailblazers. So, Sam, I know you don't know everything about the NBA, but does that, in your mind, kind of remind us of his uh, MVP form? Um, I mean, right now it's so early in the season, I think, Anybody could be an NBA or uh, MVP favorite, but I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, everybody is. I mean, with he shot uh, eight for sixteen from three, um, just an incredible game. But he's he's got a lot of proof because I mean, obviously, people have always said that you know he can't win without other people around him. Obviously, having Clay Thompson and uh, Kevin Durant with him uh, when he won two of his three titles. So he's got a lot to prove this season, and he started out pretty hot. Uh, the Warriors right now have a winning record. I think they are, um, let's see, they are four and three, uh, winning two in a row. So, I mean, a good start. Obviously, James Wiseman is in there with him. 
But uh, he's got a lot to prove, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he develops throughout the season. Uh, but that is going to be it for episode number 11 of Carter and Lowry. Uh, Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Carter and Lowry. Special thanks to our listeners and our producer, Buzzsprout.